listen. I mean, I ain't lonely or whatever. I mean, it's like just a dig to get a fix on where your head is coming from, vis-a-vis the vibes of the situation. The reality of your sign seen through the line, because it's the evolutionary process and the karma crystallizing from the go-down through the spirituality of the essence that I'm about. It ain't about nobody's nose and nothing else being open. It's just about the happenings of the happenings. Come on, write me. Take off your paper. Come on, write me. Welcome to Mondo Hollywood on 101.5 FM in Winnipeg. My name is Amanda Stefaniak, and in this hour, we'll be paying tribute to three people we lost in September. Director Melvin Van Peebles, former Disney child star Tommy Kirk, and one I think many people were shocked by, one-of-a-kind comedian Norm MacDonald. We started off the show by honoring Van Peebles, the writer, director, actor, and musician, who is also known as the godfather of black cinema, who passed away at the age of 89 on September 22nd. 
We heard his song, Come On, Write Me, from his 1974 album, What the You Mean I Can't Sing, which is probably the most traditional of the seven albums he released in his lifetime. As a filmmaker, Van Peebles tried his hand on a few short films in the 1950s before heading to France to pursue filmmaking in a more accepting country. We'll hear the trailer for his first feature, 1967's The Story of a Three-Day Past, based on his own French-language novel La Permission, before hearing Van Peebles again with his first spoken word album from 1968 called Brer Soul. It's quite incredible and is said to have a major influence on rap and hip-hop. We'll also hear Melvin alongside Earth, Wind & Fire with Won't Bleed Me from his most well-known film, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song from 1971. We'll also hear his own composition, Fugue One, written for 1970's Watermelon Man, his first studio feature about a racist white man who wakes up as an African-American. Ben Peebles' talent also extended to the musical theater. We'll hear Joshy Joe Armstead and the cast of 1972's Don't Play Us Cheap, which he also adapted into a film. But first, here's a trailer for the story of a three-day pass, which has recently been compiled into an essential films box set by Criterion. Turner, I have a pleasant surprise for you. A three-day pass. You'll be going to Paris, I suppose. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now remember, if I can't trust you, I'll bust you. <laughs> Uncle Tom? Yeah, you. You are the captain's new good-colored boy. You are the captain's Uncle Tom, baby. I'm not the captain's Uncle Tom. Maybe yes, maybe no. to your chickens before they're hatched, baby. That's all. You're dismissed. Look at yourself. You big ugly. Mew face mew. You got the nerve to try and cry. Man, would you get away from that door? I'm in here now. I ain't through. Don't you blink. 
you look straight back at me. And you got to know to have some kind of crocodile tea in your eye. You sure is dumb. Ain't no fool like an old fool. They say. And you better believe it. Me and me on the wall. You ever seen a bigger fool than me? How come she went away? You might as well put that thing down. Shaving is all you gonna do. You shucking and I know it. Just a minute, I done said. I'll be right out, I told you. 19 ain't all that young. Maybe if I'd gotten a new sheen. I know Goldberg would have staked me. Good as I ever been. Can still shake him down with anybody. Just cause I don't wanna act a fool all night long. Don't mean I can't. I can. She could have said goodbye, dog, though. Mirror, mirror on the wall. You ever seen a bigger fool than me? How come she went away? Youngsters just ain't got no respect for the elders these days. Damn it, man, this toilet don't belong to just you. You knock on this door one more time before I'm through. I'm gonna show you what knocking can do. Sure it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. But anybody can feel poorly for a month or two. She just weren't no good. Call them chippies in my day. Fast gonna end up on 57th and Broadway. Long as you're to the point down when you walk, remember what you see. Mirror, mirror on the wall. You ever seen a bigger fool than me?
said, that's my song. Don't have that time Do your 
late 1800s, as far as the eye could see. Used to be wagon trains of black folks heading west. Got tired of getting dipped. Gotten tired of cotton fields. So the brothers and sisters up and split. Pulled a horse G on Mr. Charlie. Check out your history. Yeah, long before Malcolm came along, you had some bad black folks out west determined to protect themselves. Before they had sidewalks out there, before they even had streets, they had their own posse.
check out the history. to Mondo Hollywood's tribute to the talent we lost in September. For complete set lists or to subscribe to the podcast, please visit the show's website at mondohollywood.ca. And that was Melvin Van Peebles with a track from the 1993 Western Posse, which was directed by his son Mario. And before that, we heard the theme for their short-lived NBC Private Eye series, which aired in 1988, called Sunny Spoon. It's been great to see that Mario has been following in his father's footsteps, not only adapting his novel Panther into a 1995 film, he even portrayed his dad in the 23 biopic Badass about his struggles making sweet sweet back outside the Hollywood system. But let's switch gears now to honor former child star Tommy Kirk, who passed away on September 28th at the age of 79. Kirk first found fame in 1956 on the Mickey Mouse Club in their Hardy Boy segment before graduating to Disney features such as Old Yeller, The Shaggy Dog, and the Merlin Jones series. Unfortunately, he was gay in an era when it wasn't okay to be, and Walt fired him even though the 1965 sequel to The Misadventures of Merlin Jones, The Monkey's Uncle, was a huge hit at the box office. Tommy Kirk and Annette Funicello made more films together, including AIP's Pajama Party, where he played a Martian who came to Earth. And we'll hear Annette singing The Maid and the Martian, which was the film's original title. We'll also hear the trailer for 1965's Village of the Giants, which may be more known today for having an early appearance by Bo Bridges, as well as being a subject of a Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode. But first, from 1957, here's the trailer for Old Yeller. It's Dorothy McGuire and Fess Parker in Walt Disney's outstanding Western adventure of an unusual frontier family and a remarkable Old Yeller dog. See Walt Disney's Old Yeller. Young Yeller is a puppy, a little lop-eared puppy. It's plain to see he's got a family tree. The image of his pappy is frisky and he's happy, and that's how a good pup should be. Frisky and happy, dear Yeller. Best dog on dog in the West. Here, Yeller, come back, Yeller. Best dog on dog in the West. Best dog on dog in the sunny day so they say the maid and the martian the universe swung their way that lucky day yes the maid was shook when she took a look and he made the scene yes the maiden thought that a martian ought to be free the maid and the martian they fell in love under the stars like Venus and Mars. Oh, maid, said the Martian, each time we kiss, I hear guitars. Lots of guitars. In the universe, there is nothing worse than not having you. Oh, maid, you've made this Martian's dreams come true. The maid and the 
shook when she took a look and he made the scene. Guess the maid thought that a Martian ought to be green. I mean the maid and the Martian. They fell in love under the stars. Like Venus and Mars. Oh, maid, said the Martian. Each time we kiss, I hear guitars. Lots of guitars. In the universe, there is nothing worse than not having you. The maid made the Martian's dreams come true. This is just the beginning of the wildest, weirdest adventure you've ever seen. Everything grows. And this is where the fun really began. I wonder if this makes everything grow. Hey, will you cut it out and leave it alone, huh? Freddy boy, if I want to try some of this stuff, just don't you try and stop me, understand? And try it, they did. <gasps> going to take over this town. Now, first of all, there's going to be a nine o'clock curfew for all adults. It's wild. It's way out. It's Village of the Giants. Whether you like it or not, little man, we're just going to have to show you what's good for you, that's all. Maybe we don't like your club either. You're in it anyway. See what happens when young rebels explode <clears throat> 30 feet tall. Village of the Giants. Your hair's cute that way. Cute? Oh, it's adorable. But how do you get it to stand up like that? Well, the problem is getting it to stay down. You see, uh, I was working in the lab with electricity and got a shock. Now, the charge is still in me, and it makes my hair stand up. Isn't that marvelous? And that's not the only result. In some peculiar way, this shock electrified my brain so I can hear people's thoughts. Merlin, you're teasing. No, I'm telling the truth. Well, that's why they always call you a scrambled egghead. They call him Merlin Jones, the scrambled egghead. Merlin Jones, the campus poop. But my heart's full and I'm the girl in love with Merlin Jones. 
Now, Merlin, no one can hear another person's thoughts. I didn't want it to happen. It just did. Well, I hope you're joking. I wouldn't like the idea of you eavesdropping on my thoughts. Well, look, why don't you test me? Think of something you want me to do, and I'll do it. Okay, I will. All right, Merlin. Let's see if you can hear my thoughts. Sit down. I'm sitting down. Now stand up. I'm standing up. That's amazing. <laughs> Now, Merlin, take my hand. I'm holding your hand, and I'm going to kiss you. Merlin, I didn't think that. <laughs> I know. That was my own idea. Although I know his way out, rain is on cloud nine. His kisses make me wanna be his missus, Frankenstein. Call him crazy, call him mad with eyeball overtones. All I know is I got it bad for Mr. Merlin Jones. Merlin, what's the matter? Your hair is standing on end since I kissed you. Well, don't explain it. Just undo it. I don't know how. But you know something? It doesn't look bad. But do you mean that every time you kiss me, my hair is going to advertise to the world that I'm in love with Merlin Jones? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Merlin. <laughs> oh well. I always wanted an instant stand-up hairdo. Love that Merlin Jones.
That was Annette Funicello and the Beach Boys with The Monkey's Uncle in tribute to actor Tommy Kirk, who passed away in September. And thank you so much for listening to Mondo Hollywood on UMFM. I hope you'll join me again next week for another curated hour of soundtrack music. And last but not least, one of the saddest bits of recent news was the passing of comedian Norm Macdonald on September 14th at the age of 61. For those of us who grew up with him as host of SNL's Weekend Update, he was a legend, and his bizarre sense of humor made every late-night guest appearance a delight. In 2016, he wrote a book called Based on a True Story. So let's hear part of the final chapter from the audiobook before hearing the theme of Saturday Night Live, followed by a clip from a 1996 appearance on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. And while Norm starred in a few TV series of his own, his big-screen appearances were limited to bit parts, most notably in Billy Madison, but he had starring roles in 1998's Dirty Work and 2000's Screwed. So let's end the show with ACDC's Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Tea from the soundtrack of Dirty Work. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, stay safe and take care. The final chapter. There is the way things are, and then the way things appear. And it is the way things appear, even when false, that is often the truest. If I am remembered... It will always be by the four years I spent at Saturday Night Live, and maybe even more than that, by the events surrounding my departure from that show. As long as SNL exists, then so do I. When people come to see me do stand-up, it is because somewhere in their memory I live on SNL, dressed as a young Burt Reynolds, insisting Alex Trebek refer to me as Turd Ferguson, and they come to see me, and I am old and fat, I don't mention SNL, and I do my answering machine joke, and they are happily disappointed. After the show, they stand beside me and take pictures, the way you would with a donkey at the side of a road. They tell me they're big fans, and they don't care what their girlfriends say. They understand me, even though they know good and well that nobody else does. I'm dry, they say. The next time I come to their town, they don't show up. It can be difficult to define yourself by something that happened so long ago and is gone forever. It's like a fellow at the end of the bar telling no one in particular about the silver medal he won in high school track, the one he still wears around his neck. The only thing an old man can tell a young man is that it goes fast, real fast. And if you're not careful, it's too late. Of course, the young man will never understand this truth. But looking back now, I can see that my life since SNL has been a full sprint, trying with all my might to outrun the wolves of irrelevancy, snapping at my heels. It has all been in vain, of course. They caught and devoured me years ago. But not completely. Lorne would see to that. My foot would still make a vague imprint. Myself would still cast a faint shadow. And years later, I would write a book. And not only write it, but be in it as well. I think a lot of people feel sorry for you if you were on SNL and emerged from the show anything less than a superstar. They assume you must be bitter 
but it is impossible for me to be bitter. I've been lucky. If I had to sum up my whole life, I guess those are the words I would choose, all right. When I was a boy, I was sure I'd never make it past Moose Creek, Ontario, Canada. But I've been all over this world, except for Europe, Asia, Australia, Africa, and South America. Oh, and Antarctica. But that's really splitting hairs. I mean, how many people have been to Antarctica? I never expected to be any more than a common laborer, and I would have considered myself lucky to have achieved that. But I was blessed with so much more. I'm a stand-up comedian, and have been for over a quarter of a century. I've performed thousands of hours, from a small club in Ottawa, Ontario, all the way to a small club in Edmonton, Alberta. find out more and more about you every time you uh, yeah. come on the program. You know, I always study up on a file and I learn more about you. And uh -huh. uh, I was really surprised to learn I didn't know this. <laughs> I didn't know this, but you were a bartender. Yeah, I, I did a lot of jobs before I got into comedy, you know, and for a while I was uh, slinging the uh, hash. No, no. I was <laughs> no. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I was a fry cook. <laughs> I was... I was a bartender. I was slinging the drinks, you know? Sure, right. And, uh, oh, man, that was fun. I'll tell you what was fun about being a bartender. Uh -huh. Always a story, you know? Really? Always something funny happening uh -huh. down at the bar. <laughs> well, and, that's uh, perfect for a talk show, then. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. This is a good This is a good example. I was, uh, one time I was working in there, uh -huh. drunk guy comes in, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, you're not supposed to serve the drunk guys. You know, that's <laughs> one of the things you learn. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> okay. And also, you learn how to make the drinks. Yeah. But uh, 
<laughs> so the drunk guy comes in, you know, real drunk, you know, three sheets to the wind, you know. Uh -huh. So this character sits down, you know, and I says to him, I says, I says, what do you want? I can't serve you, you know. He goes, I don't want a, a drink, he says, you know. He says, I want to shoot a, a dart at your dartboard, you know. <laughs> so I go to the guy, I say, you can't shoot a dart at my dartboard. He goes, you're, I go, you're, uh, you're not in this, uh, you're drunk, you know. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to let you, that'd be dangerous. That's a sharp thing, a dart, you know? So the guy goes, no, let me shoot one shot at the dartboard. So I go, all right, one shot, that's it. So the guy shoots the dart, bullseye. I never seen anything like it, you uh -huh. know? Even in a state, bullseye. So the guy says to me, he says, what do I win? You know? Uh -huh. So I, nah, I don't know what he wins. I'm confused, you know? So I start looking around, uh -huh. try to find something before him. And I see in a, in a, right in the bottom of the bar area, there's a, uh, there's a shoebox with a turtle in it. From where? What, what is that doing there? What? <laughs> I was gonna give it. I was gonna give it. To, I was gonna give it as a gift to uh, my nephew. Okay, he, all right. He wanted a, a turtle, and I said, I'll get him a turtle. <laughs> That'll be a good gift. Okay. But then later I thought, that's a dumb gift, a turtle. Nobody likes a turtle, uh -huh. you know? The kid will probably just put him on his back until he dies. Kids are cruel, you know? So I said, why not just give it to this drunk? Okay. You know? Okay. So I said, here's your prize. Here it is. And so the guy takes it in the shoebox, you know, and he goes, thanks, and he walks out with it. Uh -huh. So I figured that's the last I'll ever see of that guy. Sure. Two weeks later, the guy shows up again. Mm -hmm. Drunk again. <laughs> so now I go, oh my mm -hmm. God, that's that guy from two weeks ago, you mm -hmm. know? So he walks up to the bar. He go, I go, I can't serve you, buddy. I can't do that. He goes, I don't want. He says, I want to shoot a, a dart at your dartboard. Uh -huh. I go, ah, oh, no, man. I let you do that before. He goes, but I got a bullseye. I say, yeah, yeah, but you can't do that again. You know, I was luck. He goes, let me try. So he takes it, shoots it, bullseye again. Oh man. So he goes, what do I win? You know? So I'm confused. I don't know. You know? I look around. I go, I don't know. I go, I go what, what did you win last time? He goes, oh, last time, he goes, last time I won a, uh, I won a, a roast beef on a hard roll. <laughs> it was the turtle. <laughs> we know it was the turtle. It was the turtle. We know. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was the turtle. Guy must have gone out and ate it. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, he ate the turtle. I see now. It was crazy. That's the real end of the joke. It wasn't a joke. That I know it really story. happened, right. God forbid that was a joke. Oh Sorry for calling what really happened to you a joke. I apologize. Oh, yeah. All right, well, listen, Saturday Night Live this week, Christine Baranski, she's yeah. funny, and The Cure. Yeah. Sounds like a good show. You'll be there. I'm excited about Wayne Newton, seeing him. I don't know these people, but Wayne Newton. <laughs> Wayne Newton, yeah, you gonna yeah. stick around for Wayne Newton? Uh, I can't wait to see him. Mr. Excitement, yeah, oh, that's he's cool. He's the greatest. He's I gonna saw be him. great. I saw him when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was so great, you know. All right. He gives it his all, that guy. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm sure he does. I'm, I didn't mean to laugh. I mean, I he met does. I him backstage. This guy looks younger than us. Yeah, he does. He's well, a great looking. You guys are gonna have fun in a few minutes. <laughs> what a great plug! You gotta stick around. You gotta take it from Norm McDonald, everybody. Thanks, Norm.